Hello and welcome to the Trial Lawyer Podcast. My name is Gabriel White. I'm with the law firm of White and Garner, and today's podcast will cover the issue of a what, what seems initially like a near, kind of a narrow issue, say services tax uh, that would have covered legal services. It was recently considered. Um, by the Utah State Legislature. Um, We've been told, fortunately, it's been put on hold. But uh, we thought it's important to discuss its implications because uh, we believe it goes a lot broader than just taxing lawyers uh, to try and get extra revenue and has, in fact, constitutional implications, implications for access to justice. And so we discuss this today in today's podcast. Um, you're also going to hear from uh, Dan Garner, who is my partner here at uh, White & Garner, and also uh, attorney Scott Powers of the law firm of Snow Christensen & Martineau. And we hope you'll enjoy. Also wanted to mention our uh, partnership with... Uh, trialguides.com, which is a leader in continuing education for civil plaintiff and criminal defense trial lawyers, um, which covers, uh, I know, a lot of our listeners. Um, They provide books, DVDs, CLEs, live webinars, and a lot more stuff. I personally have benefited from several of their offerings or books. Um, I believe in the last podcast we posted, I talked a little bit about um, their um, CD of forms for dealing with Colossus, the program that insurance companies use to analyze a lot of their uh, demands they receive these days. You'd think that it'd be reviewed first by a human being. In fact, uh, the primary decision maker, uh, you know, oftentimes is a computer, which is not something we would expect. Uh, but that's the way it is. That's a modern digital age. And so, Uh, We have to adapt to that, and uh, Trial Guides provides a great uh, uh, resource for helping trial lawyers uh, prepare demands that will will, uh, get them a better uh, look from these computer programs. Uh, I never thought I'd be be (laughs) talking about when, uh, you know, we'd be trying to tailor demands to better fit with uh, the the likings of the machines, but I guess uh, you know we're in the pre-Terminator two uh, days. So to help prepare your cases better for Judgment Day, um, Trial Guides has a resource for you. Who would have thought the rise of the machines would start with the insurance industry? But here we are, folks. Uh, anyways, look to Trial Guides for help with that, and with a lot of other things. You can follow Trial Guides on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on LinkedIn. Also, for our listeners, we have a special um, offer from Trial Guides, which is if they enter the code and use the code TLP, it was a Trial Lawyers Podcast, but TLP10, that's the letters TLP and the number 10, uh, at checkout, they can get 10% off their order of any of the Trial Guides products on, on trialguides.com which uh, is actually a really great deal. So give that a look. Um, I know, you know, it's, it's really impacted my practice and uh, a lot of other people that, I've, that I practice with uh, use their products as well. And so without further ado, uh, here is 
the tax on legal services. Okay, so obviously none of us are happy that the legislature even considered this year taxing quote-unquote services. Um, it, it sounds like, from what I've read, that they're mostly focused on legal services um, and, and maybe a few other categories. No, they, they didn't want to. My understanding is that HB 441 was not necessarily that's the, targeting... That's the bill. That's the bill we're talking about. But was not necessarily targeting legal services. Rather, it was a, in their words, a major restructuring of the tax code with the eye toward addressing what is seen to be a continuing, uh, continually increasing shortfall in tax revenue. So they're trying to figure out a way to make it up in the future. I like the way you use the ridiculous tone of voice to discuss it, given its ridiculousness. I called a, a friend and a colleague of mine who I had, I will admit I have deep respect for, but um, you know his only explanation for why it was, he, his opinion was it was gonna pass. He said, even if every lawyer votes against it, it's gonna, it's gonna make it out of committee and pass. And it turns out, apparently, he was wrong, so maybe I should call him and see if he'll be on the show, but his, his well, opinion was... Well, it committee. It was out of committee, like 12 well, to 2. Well, but, 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 but his, his opinion was that the problem was that income tax, they're limited on what they can use income tax for. Under the Constitution. Yeah, and I don't know... So change that, dummies. And I don't know. Well, here's the so here. Let me go into this a little bit more. My I don't want the, you to turn the Utah legislature loose on changing the Utah Constitution. A, because I think you have to do it. There's a referendum component. And B, because I know the first thing they're going to try and change is all the restrictions on wrongful death actions and 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 your their ability to regulate wrongful death actions. So I'm not super keen on. Well, the legislature doing that because I don't really. You think they're going to like it the way right it word? is? <laughs> is trust the right word? I think trust is definitely the right word. Trust well, don't no, I'm not trust them to yeah. do it. But but it's not so much whoever was telling you about the whole attorney thing. Yes, the the bar, the state bar, was very opposed to it. But my understanding is that the business leaders were all opposed to it as well because it. It included taxes on service. No, it did. It included taxes on services. I mean, I, I think the, I think the, the Solid example, Chamber was in I, favor I, of it, though. Was it? I, 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 I we're talking about it I, was going to tax piano lessons. It was going to tax accountants. Yeah, I got, I got yeah all from, sorts of people. From Dixon Burton, who's the president of the Utah State Bar right now, wouldn't come on our show, but we're, we'll find a way to forgive him deep in our hearts for that at some it's point. It's going to take a lot of praying. It's going to take some praying and some, some you know, maybe some <laughs> offerings or something, but maybe, maybe, he'll, I come on, heard of maybe he'll come on the show in the future. I don't know. But um, Dixon, um, She's you a know, busy week I got an email sure. from him indicating, you know, that was, I, I say I got an email from him. The whole bar got an email from him. You only got one? I got like four. Okay. <laughs> One of the several emails I got from ah, him there we go. indicated um, that um, that that uh, the chambers of commerce, chamber of commerce was Salt Lake Chamber was split on the bill. Um, hmm. be, and, and, and maybe I wonder, the article I read wonder was why. The, yeah, 
I think maybe the article I read was the president of the chamber because, was in favor of it. It's obviously because some of the services were being taxed and some yeah. weren't. Well, so here, but here's the thing: is it's not like we would be paying the like as lawyers, we're not going to pay the tax. It's just going to be passed on to the client. So I think the public's initial reaction is, oh yeah, let's tax the lawyers, and. And in reality, and they realize, oh, it's going to be oh, like, no. oh, no, it's just a bigger bill for me. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just going to be a, you know, because needing a lawyer is kind of like needing an oncologist. It's not something you can really opt out of. You don't go choose, like, you know what I'm going to do today? You can. Go but, hire a lawyer. But it's pretty much un, universally regarded as an unwise choice. If you're in a situation where you need either an oncologist or a lawyer, you better get said professional involved. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the lawyers... Even when yourself is a lawyer. The, the lawyers are going to say, well, you know, uh, it's net, it, you know, would it cost you $200 an hour, $300 an hour? Now it's going to cost you $320 an hour because I have to pay a tax. And uh, the entire value of that tax would have been passed on to consumers. Yeah. Um, which well, has and, important constitutional implications. And not even that. Uh, I was talking to a CPA friend of mine, and he was like, you know, there's going to be an administrative cost to complying with the, sales, the new sales tax. So I'm going to add a two percent increase to, you know, to be able to take over that additional cost that I'm going to have to incur now. I think it was Milton Freeman was one of the 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 economists that first emphasized the uh, the or could have been uh, one of the Austrian guys from the 1800s, but first emphasized the importance of taking into account transaction costs when implementing. Yeah. Uh, new legislation, and in this case, you know, the tra- there would have been some serious transaction costs involved in, you know, accounting for and um, implementing this particular tax. Here's here's another thing that I'm realizing is that we need a better lobby because if you look at the exemptions, we got agriculture, construction, so. All the services with construction are exempt. Uh, land, subdivision, manufacturing services. Uh, let's see, medical, of course. The doctors know what they're doing. Uh, sales of services solely provided by individuals under age 18. But before we get into that, just a brief word from our sponsors. Unfortunately, most lawyers are never available when you need them. Many of them don't put your interests first. The lawyers at White & Garner do things differently. We take each case very seriously. We will always put your interests first. We represent people who have been injured in accidents. We also handle commercial litigation cases. Other law firms assign your case to a paralegal or secretary and put that person in charge of managing your case. Getting your actual attorney on the phone can be a nightmare, no matter how important your case. At our firm, every case is important, and every client gets our full attention. We only take cases that we are comfortable taking all the way to a jury trial. Every move we make helps us better prepare your case for trial. 
to get the best results at trial, you need a lawyer that is paying attention and that is not afraid of a jury. You need the lawyers at White & Garner. Each client of White & Garner has access to their attorney at any time, any day of the week. You can talk directly to your attorney about your case at any time, day or night. If we do miss your call, we will get back to you within 24 hours. If you hire a lawyer from White & Garner, we will be there for you when you need us. That is our promise, and we keep our promises. So the teenagers so, have a better provided. So if you start a Wait, cookie so business, what like is that? Teenagers. It's got to be like, like lemonade, lemonade stands. stands. Yeah, like someone's Solely. concerned that the IR, the Utah Tax Commission, is going to be like, oh, you know that well, lemonade stand. Here's never the paid other thing too: sales so, tax. And, 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 and I should say, I should say, as we discuss this, that even though this bill has been tabled. It's important that we still look at this because this is an issue that has come up before and will come up again. Um, well, one of the big problems, you say come up before, one of the big problems that a lot of people have with the bill is that it was introduced really, really late in the session Yeah. with, with, with the not-so-disguised uh, attempt to avoid you know, too much scrutiny. And fortunately, everyone threw their hands up and screamed and yelled. But you're right. Not only did it come up late, but it seems awfully convenient oh. that a lot of these things were already carved out of it. And there was scrutiny. Uh, we scrutinied the hell out of that thing. <laughs> Scrut scrutinied. Yeah, it, that is pretty convenient. I mean, it, it, it went through, and it went through committee quick, too. And I, I don't know who the who the can you you guys are both uh, avid researchers, you know. Good way of putting phone it. Googlers during the podcast recording, um, unless Paris is, we get you Paris playing Candy Crush again or or, or Tetris. Um, who are the sponsors of this thing? Oh, um, I thought it was somebody. Is it somebody who got done uh, with it, just a nasty divorce and is really upset with his lawyer's bills, or so what? the bill sponsor was Representative Tim Quinn. Drafting attorney was Shannon Halverson. The drafting is done, I think, though, through uh, a nonpartisan sort of office the, of the, legislative council. Yeah, the office of legislative council. So, so there that, was there was a floor again. sponsor on here when I looked it up the other day. But they have; they are no longer listed. So I don't know if they've surprise, surprise. They were in it, but they were in and hide. There's like fifth substitute on here. I mean, they were. As soon as someone figured out, oh, this is going to affect us, then that group would be would contact them. I'm sure, and then they'd well, have to. It's they'd like, oh, well, let's amend it and get it. Different. It's obviously a bad idea. I mean, imagine if... Well, so here's another thing, too, that I heard it only applied to Utah companies. So you've got you've got entities that provide services. Uh, if they provide services, say, in Nevada, well, then why are you going to go to Utah company when you have to pay 3% more to the Utah company vis-a-vis yeah. -vis Nevada? It, it gives out-of-state firms a competitive advantage over I mean, in-state firms, which it, is silly that a state would do that to its is, own business. Is it would is it would turn the Utah bar into the effect of the Nevada bar, which basically, if you happen to send a um, letter through 
you know, over to a Nevada company demanding something, you're at risk of getting a, you know, a letter from the Nevada bar claiming they're going to discipline you for unauthorized practice of law. I mean, I have a feeling that they, if they could get away with it, letters sent to California, you know, by ground transportation would qualify as practicing law in, in, in Nevada because they, they pass through Tahoe. Um, they're, they're just very aggressive at prosecuting uh, lawyers for unauthorized practice of law based on stuff that other states might not consider really practicing law in a state because you never entered the state, you know, um, you never uh, you never had a hearing in the state. I, I know of someone who was disciplined in Nevada and had to deal with reciprocal discipline in Utah because there was, I, I, I think it was an accident in, uh, you know, it was either in, in Nevada, but the, the plaintiffs were from Utah and, you know, the insurance company was in Nevada and they hired a Utah lawyer to send a demand letter, not to litigate a case, but just to send a demand lawyer. And they were actually brought up. There, you know, a complaint was filed, and they were uh, sanctioned by the Nevada bar for unauthorized practice of law in Nevada. And I think that would be the end result of that effect. The favoritism of you know out-of-state firms by taxing Utah firms is that you would have the bar would get much more aggressive on the UPL by out-of-state lawyers. Enough, I agree. Uh, I, I, I would I hope they would. I, I don't know if they... I don't, I don't think they would either because I don't think they do. I, I was going to say, I don't think they're as aggressive as right you, now. you think they are. Well, because there's, you know, there's all the, there's a bunch of CPAs. That, I would that expect do business too. formations and I mean, like, that would, that would yeah. definitely, if they had an open forum for bar commissioners, that would, and we had a, a services tax that applied to us in effect, that would definitely be one of my questions that I would ask is yeah. how aggressive are you going to be about out of state lawyers trying to do uh, to handle litigation matters in the state of Utah. So the the real, I mean, I think all of these considerations are important, but I think the main consideration that we all see is that this is simply just going to be an access to justice problem. Of right? course. So yeah. um, <clears throat> the poor that already can't afford a lawyer that need things like the Modest Means Program, it's this tax would be completely inconsistent with everything that we the bar has tried to do for the last 20 years to bring uh, justice to people that need it. I mean, if you're if you're a, uh, a single mom trying to get, you know, what, well, not, I guess, single mom in the sense that you're trying to get a divorce and leave, and the lawyer's like, well, it's going to be 10 grand for my fees plus more an dollars. extra 300 bucks, like... I didn't know getting a divorce was that expensive. I'm going to be less careful with my marriage now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> less careful? You want a divorce? No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just saying that it makes it more likely that she'll stick around. 
to stay. Right. Uh, uh, I think actually for you, given yeah. my given my eccentricities, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think that that I'm safer if that's what it really costs. I you know what? Really if she's stuck much. around this far, I I don't know she's what she's going for the long haul. Right? I don't what more you can do, really. Gabe. You know, I, mean, I think it's she's lashed herself to my ship, and we've sailed out into the middle of the ocean and there's just nothing else to do. Yeah, there were a lot of opportunities Wish to you luck. <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, that's when, when that's the, the, when big the Disney cruises leave and you get on do you get on Goofy's boat, like once you're out of port, you're stuck with Goofy. Now I'm very confused about what just is happening here. Why why is he comparing see, himself to Goofy? Yeah, right? you're not just because you're not paying attention, you're like surfing on your phone. That's not surfing? What do you mean? How, how can I what possibly I surf? That requires not, water. Was, it, was what I said confusing? I don't think it was confusing. Mm. Oh, come on, man. It was. I could I, see. I've never I been bros before, before powers. I can see both. Bros before powers. I don't, I don't right? know where. I don't know where this uh, this Disney cruise Goofy's boat. Like, why is it Goofy's boat? Because he's Goofy. Why can't it be Pluto? Well, it could have been. It oh, could, yeah. still it could have been. Your head. I was making an analogy, and you weren't paying attention. Uh, Donnie, you're like a child that wanders uh, into the room. We can't. In the middle of a movie. I'm, I'm trying. We can't go one podcast. I'm trying to be real hard. Big Lebowski. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. <laughs> just one. I just want one podcast. Yeah, we all. We all kind of. We all kind of grew up in the '90s, so. Um, those are the movie references you're gonna get. The one movie reference so just, that you're gonna get. So uh, just this is one. an aside. Just you know, either go with it or not. But um, you know, you're gonna get things like The Big Lebowski and Pulp Fiction, probably two of the greatest uh, movies of the '90s. Uh, would you say? You know, uh, no. Sandlot was made in the '90s. Sandlot's way more. A lot of great both those '90s movies. I'm just saying. I know our viewers can't actually see me staring at you with an open mouth. Like The Sandlot like is Sandlot? an amazing movie. You're killing me, Smalls. I like way, it. Way I like more it. Okay, but we stack lines. it up. We stack it up against Pulp Fiction and the Big Lebowski. Yeah. I Pulp Fiction, I know. Big Lebowski Whoa. is very polarizing. Some people like it. Some people really are just totally perplexed by it. I don't get the Pulp Fiction thing. Okay. And Pulp Fiction is also... If you're perplexed it, it, by it's, it's, Hey, calm hey. down, Gabe. Let someone else talk. We've heard a lot of Gabe today, and it's been great, and it's been meandering, and it's been weird. At one point, I was wondering why we were talking so much about Attorney Discipline, which made me wonder, is something brewing back there with Gabe... Not going to go into it here, but in any event, if you Pulp Fiction, really... Pulp Fiction is 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 recognized as being a good movie from a stylistic, directorial and story standpoint. I don't necessarily know that audiences want to go watch, uh, you know, the the guy get his head blown off and have it cleaned up by the cleaner, you know, over and over the again. Wolf. It's not a you know it's not yeah. a rewatcher. You call on the wolf. Pulp Fiction is like my least favorite Quentin Tarantino okay. movie. Like my least. So yeah, it's it's it, it's it's all it's the kill good, bills. It's like the Revenant. Better. Did you ever see the Revenant? Critically acclaimed. Everyone loved it. I watched it. I I was, I mean, I was shocked at points. It was a visceral. What is that event. about? It was the one with DiCaprio where he's in the. 
he goes oh, he after the guy the and he gets it's attacked really by a bear. Not, it's it's just it, it's yeah. it's not it's well made. It puts Put you it in, this the, way. in the place, but I don't want to watch it not again. Understanding. Good movie, yes. Fun okay. movie. I want to watch well, that. I would consider one of the greatest things I've ever Let seen. Let me just no. say this: not uh, not liking the Big Lebowski or Pulp Fiction. Okay, I get. Not understanding those two movies should be disqualifying for serving on a jury. What is what is I mean those, what is understanding those, those me? Those should those should make it so that you can't <coughs> like I'm sorry. You you sir are excused yeah. from the jury. If you don't have Gabe's subjective understanding of these not films, not subjective you just not, I, yeah, I think it's like, res, like did you, reservoir wait, dogs well, is on. better. I don't know. Uh, okay, and they may be better. You you can argue that, but 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 you understand Pulp Fiction, right? You're not. You don't watch it. Understand? You don't watch it. It's not like an Inception. All right. Here's the question, then, Gabe. If you Big Lebowski, you're not perplexed by Big Lebowski. If you understand, but the point is, the Sandlot is better. If you don't understand, okay. I disagree with that statement, but I respect your right to have that opinion. What's in the box? What is in the suitcase in Pulp Fiction, then, Mister? I understand it. What is in the suitcase? Look at you, channel. Yes. Well, the only suitcase in the box contains a character completely covered in leather called the gear. No, I, I didn't say the box. I said, what's in the suitcase? And you know what I'm talking about when I say the suitcase? I don't. Really? You don't no. remember that from Pulp Fiction? And he claims to have seen this movie. The whole blankety-blanket movie what's revolves the around the suitcase. Yeah. They open it oh, up and they're that's like... that's a briefcase. Whatever. With, briefcase. With the golden case. light. There's, right. there's nothing. Nobody knows All what's right, in it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Nobody it's knows. The it's the MacGuffin. Nobody knows. From, from, I thought you from, understood the movie. From, uh, from, from Hitchcock, that's the MacGuffin of the movie. It's the thing that everybody's supposed to be. It's kind of like if you've ever seen... If you've ever seen... Uh, um, if you've ever seen the Maltese Falcon. Okay. Yeah, but the there's Maltese, a Maltese Falcon. The Maltese Falcon... Yes, there is, that. but it, it, it's it's the thing that, that everybody seems movie? to. Yes, it's was there a Maltese Falcon in the briefcase? There's there's something that everyone seems to be going after, but it's not really important to the plot of oh, the movie. Oh, it was important, and that's that's what's in the suitcase. Is kind of the MacGuffin, in my opinion, is kind of the MacGuffin. The suitcase is like the ring. The it's like the Lord of the Rings ring for that movie. We, no, yeah. like if you no, possess the whole no. thing, it's like everyone's you looking for this the briefcase. Thing. Thing. It's it was, it was How many Wells. appearances does the suitcase make? It makes like two appearances in the whole briefcase. Movie. Remember? No, they talk briefcase. about it. Oh, we just called it a suitcase. We just won. We've confused it. We have confused. Well, that's not hard. Anyways, back to services. To access to justice. Access to justice. We want more people. We want more people to be able to society. I think, and certainly the legal system. I know the judiciary is passionate about this would like more people to have access to lawyers. Yeah. They would like the number of unrepresented parties to be away from like, you know, it's like 50% in family law cases. Really? Something crazy. Oh, that's nuts. And it's supposed to go up. And this would like... Why is it supposed to go up? Because services are expensive as it is. And this would just like put the... I don't know. I think it's nuts. I think it's absolutely crazy... That, that the legislature wouldn't understand that legal services are are as important well, isn't depending it, on the situation. Okay, well, as well let's move isn't on. It a, isn't it a separation of powers issue though? Well, there's that. There's a whole. There's a, yeah. I mean, there's that too. 
I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, I mean, perhaps not directly, but, but definitely, uh, you know, there's an in, indirect separation of powers issue where you've got the legislature essentially regulating, if not the judiciary directly, um, you know, one of the most important factors in the judicial process, namely the access of litigants to lawyers. I mean, it's kind of like if the legislature said, okay, plea bargaining, plea bargaining is now illegal. Okay, well, unless, you're, unless that's coupled with a bill to hire 10 times more judges and build 10 times more courthouses, you've just ground the legal system to a halt. Because you're gonna to have to either try, you're gonna to have to try every case, try or dismiss every case, every criminal case. If they said settlement is now illegal. If you file a lawsuit, you've either got to dismiss it or you got to go to trial. Now, plea bargains would probably be the best thing for criminal defendants in the history of the world. Of course, it would because it would mean well, they would stop bringing cases that should. It would be mean unless unless the over criminalization of America. That, that's true, unless unless they hired you know an equivalent number of prosecutors and just went to trial. Although I think in that well, the case, would be the problem. in the case in that there case, you would have you would have a lot more cases. Prosecutors would lose a lot higher percentage of their cases. Because now their win percentages are are extremely high because they have the option of not you know. If they, if they don't like the case, they, they plea bargain it out. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. But obviously, a services tax, especially one with so many exemptions for preferred groups. Now, I can say, having interviewed the, the lobbyists for the bar, I can say it's the bar does not lack for lobbying resources. Now, I haven't interviewed them about this particular issue, or this particular thing, but I know that they're competently represented. So, so did they just not know it was coming. I my guess is well, no. This is here's the thing. There are several bills that come up either every year or every other year. Okay? Yeah. One of one of them, for example, that comes up every so often is a bill to abolish the bar and have us regulated by the Department of Professional Licensing here in Utah. Um, you know, is probably not equ as equipped to regulate the practice of law as the Utah Supreme Court and their designees, the Utah Bar. Um, but every few years, there'll be a, somebody who will put forth a bill to put um, the regulation, the practice of law under um, Doppel's uh, jurisdiction. And this is a bill that has come up before. It always comes up. I feel has, like it comes up every once or one or two years. Has been defeated before, and I think the reason is is legislator. My cynical Are they just view of it. Looking for other things to do. Yeah. My, no. My cynical, my cynical take yes. on it is that they're looking for other sources of revenue that will not annoy their constituents. And if they say to their constituents, "We went out and we taxed the lawyers," that will not, their constituents, a lot, most of them will not make the connection like, gee, what happens if I need a lawyer down the road? How will this affect my ability to afford that? 
Because for most people, unless you're a, a, in a business where there's a lot of litigation, yeah. you know, your your interaction with a lawyer is well, a one-time well, event. Heck, heck, I mean, even I'm not even talking. Listen, I mean, the small businesses that have, I mean, we represent small businesses all the time in in litigation, and it is a those unexpected legal costs. I mean, they're they have significant impact on mm-hmm. the small businesses. And for that, I just don't get it. I don't... I can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone with a client and said, look, you know, this is what this is going to cost. And they say, you know... Excuse me? This, this has the potential to put me out of business whether we win or lose. Yeah. And... Um, you know, that's a sobering thought to think, all right, well, justice, you know, may not matter if a client, you know, whether they win or lose the lawsuit, they either have to pay the money to the litigant or, or the other litigant or to their lawyer. But it's the same It's the same money. It puts them in the same position. Right. And that's a problem. For justice. Well, and I think, it, and what I quite don't quite understand is, you know, why on earth are all these Republican representatives wanting to raise taxes? That's the other thing that drives me nuts, and I think that was a big thing that came out of this. We 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 collected, according to my understanding, nearly a billion more dollars in tax revenue from 2017 versus 2018. So 18, we made a lot more money. And they go in there saying, the sky is falling, we need more tax revenue. Now, they did push this as being revenue neutral, but then they grudgingly admitted that it was actually going to net another two to $400 million above and beyond the surplus they were already running. Just a couple hundred million, that's um, all. And it, it's, it's asinine that you know when we're in a situation where the state seems to be rather fiscally sound, that we that we would go and totally redo everything. Yeah. And it, it's somebody used the analogy. Um, I, th- I think it was in a different situation, but cars, right? Back in the day, uh, I think it was Cadillac that originally determined that the that the gas pedal would be on the right, brake pedal be next to it to its left, and that a clutch pedal, if necessary, be to the left of that. We don't need to go and reinvent that all the time. Why? Because it makes sense and it works. Imagine if every car company had to, uh, under the guise of efficiency or, or change for change to. stake, or change for change sake, modified where the stupid gas pedal was. Yeah. It would be super obnoxious. But I feel like we do that often in in government, right? We and that you know maybe this is outing me as more conservative than progressive, as they say. But I don't think progress necessitates, as they say. Huh? As they say, um, I just I, I think that some things are best left alone. And in this instance, when you're making revenue and there is no demonstrated demonstrated shortfall, why do we need to change things? I haven't been happy. I mean, I think they botched the the medical cannabis thing. I think they botched the conversion therapy bill that they put out and then gave an exemption that basically meant it was meaningless. Uh, I think they botched this. 
Well, the legislature uh, clearly the... doesn't like referendums. I mean, they clearly don't like it when oh. questions are put to the people and the people decide something that is contrary to what they would have decided up there on Capitol Hill. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, several times they've taken what's happened, you know, in a referendum and had a session where they say, oh, yeah, let's implement that and then totally undo it. Well, and I think that, you know, the civil, I I can't remember if they, I don't know what the status of the asset forfeiture bill is, but I think that got killed too. I mean, it's just... They have a bill to reform asset forfeitures? I know they have they, one... They try and run one almost every year. Yeah, no, Lyle Hill... So so Senator Lyle Hilliard a couple times has... And, and Senator Hilliard, please forgive me if I get this wrong, but... So there is... I, I, I lived from when I was about 12 up in Cache Valley, and I learned to drive up there, so I was a bit of a Cache Valley boy. Went through uh, college up there. And there is a city called Manaway that is up in... Mantua. This is up in Sardine Canyon. And a couple of times, Senator Hilliard, who is, uh, represents an area in Logan, has tried to put forward a bill that would ban uh, any city from using more than a certain percentage of, uh, of or, or, or from, from relying on a, more than a certain percentage of, its, uh, of, of ticket revenue, speeding ticket revenue, for its budget. And the reason is Manaway, which is this small town of basically... On the way to Logan. Yeah, I've driven through it a million times, and there's always a cop there. Really pretty, really pretty fancy place up in the mountains. Not that fancy. Well, it's got it's got a lake and it's got mountains. It's fancier than where I live. Well, I guess the definition of fancy is in question here. But yeah, it's a nice place. It's a nice place. I mean, you know. Yeah. I assume they don't wake up every morning and... You know, have to scrape on their Donnie. Like come come to come to work and have to scrape, you know, or or walk around the homeless people on the way to the door. And um, you know Is that a is that one of the features of your new office? No, that that was was one of our features of our old offices. I was gonna say I didn't see I didn't It's about half the time half the time we had to go around the police or the or the fire rescue who were who were reviving somebody who who had passed out who was homeless or was there. I mean, we can do another episode on Overdose. the state of home, homeless services. I don't know why they they were having to revive them, um, whether it was because of they overdose really liked your or old fire. Building, didn't but, uh, well, it was well, a good, they liked it was, Starbucks. It was a good, and it was a good corner for um, for yeah. panhandling people on the way to Temple Square. But you can't blame them for picking a good corner. I mean, that's just good economics. But you know, I, there's so many things that Salt Lake has to work on so many projects that they have to work on homelessness uh the traffic situation i mean obviously we're not in the same position as as la or new york but you know my understanding is utah is really considered one of the better places for it, it, homeless and services. what they've done for them yeah. yeah no and i and i think and i think that you know maybe there's concentrations in town that you know well, that, keep, where that doesn't apply to like if you ever drive down past the gateway um, after dark, it, it it does not look like if you go go west of the gateway mall, it doesn't look like 
Salt Lake's doing a great job of helping out the homeless population because there's just like crowds of people. It looks like an episode of The Walking Dead, or you know, well, or, or, or like or like opening day when they're about ready to start selling i the new the new, the new iPhone. The new iPhone. Yeah, so for that civil asset forfeiture, so it passed the Senate unanimously and then was killed in the committee in the House. And there's like, they had a picture of, there's basically like 20 officers. Well, that's, and that's a huge. They oppose it big time. A which huge I just, issue. I, I think, you know, we probably should do a separate episode on civil asset forfeitures. But, you know, it's really, really odd in America that we have a procedure where an organization, the police department, is in charge of determining when to seize, or, or an associated organization, the prosecutor's office, is charged with determining when to seize property uh, from people that they get to keep and and use for their budgets and if and unless, extremely complicated to get back unless and unless you initiate a, a civil action to get it back um, you know even if you're not found guilty of any crime you could lose your house your car um, that's you know, bananas cash yeah that, you don't even have to be guilty yeah I've been found guilty to have lost your no, absolutely. I mean, it's the same with bail. I mean, a lot of times where you have in places where you have, um, you know, really strict, you know, bail policies. Um, this particularly happens at the state level, federal level. There's been a lot of reforms, but you, know, you got tons and tons of people that are sitting in jail that for months and months and months, sometimes even years, that haven't been convicted of anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, criminal justice reform. This 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 podcast has opened up a host of issues that we need to explore in future. More importantly, the Sandlot is better than Pulp Fiction. Correct. I think that's uh, really I the takeaway. Well, not only that, Gabe does not understand Pulp Fiction despite his words. Serious, serious, serious troubles with you guys' understanding. Just because you're wearing formative generation. What you, what year were each of you born in? I want to know. Eighty five. Don't lie to me, because I'll figure it out. I was born in 85. 85. What year? 78. 79. Okay, so you should know better. <laughs> I do know better. You I think we established that you he was, he was but a pup, which is <laughs> right, why right, he thinks the Sandlot is better than Pulp Fiction. I wore out my Sandlot tape. It was I like the Sandlot. I don't have anything against the Sandlot, but I think universally people would agree that Pulp Fiction is the better movie. I don't think so. You, you, there's you really like, don't think so? Yeah, there's like every... Couple, you, they're doing another... They're doing a TV are show. Are you running a fever? With The Sandlot. They're like resurrecting it. Oh, that and that's always proved to be such a good idea. Well, it's proved that, that it's very popular. Or it's proved that one TV executive said, I know, we can make a TV show about the Sandlot and people who liked it when they were kids will watch it and will get um, some advertising dollars basically for nothing. Right? Which just goes to my point that people liked it. I'm not saying people didn't like it. I'm just saying Pulp Fiction is better. That's, that's, I think I've, have I not been clear? 
Yeah, that's so your, your opinion, but Scott and I agree. I, disagree. I think it's a universally held opinion. I enjoy the Sandlot. It's like I said, you can have a very well-respected, well-acclaimed... Harvey Keitel. In, Just in calm the, down. I get the people. Who everyone knows who's in Pulp Fiction, okay? People can look up INDB. My point is, some movies are rewatchable, some aren't. And that does not necessarily correspond to their, quote, greatness. I Jeff would rather shush. Let me finish. I would rather watch Sandlot again than watch what is his name Marvin's head get blown off again. In, what about the Big Lebowski? All right, I will admit that's one I can watch. Over. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you, America, thank you. We can end on a on at least a reasonable note. That's fine. Um, and, but it's got uh, a lot of swear words, you kids. Yeah, don't watch it. It's rated R for holy okay. cow. Lots so, of swears. All right. And, um, and Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Trial Lawyers podcast. Um, just wanted to remind you all that you can listen uh, through iTunes. Also at the website saltlaketrialattorney.com. Go to the uh, website or the, the page uh, where we upload the episodes of the Trial Lawyers podcast. So if you don't have a, uh iTunes account, you can listen there. Also, it has a place there for you to submit questions, comments um, that you may want us to address in future episodes, and we're hoping to be able to get to some of those. Um, so go ahead and, and enter that in and do that. Also, wanted to remind you of our partnership with Trial Guides. Um, they are uh, just amazing in their ability to provide uh, uh, civil plaintiff and criminal defense lawyers with assistance in getting around the new tricks and um, you know obstacles that they face in their daily practice. They produce a lot of books, a lot of DVDs, a lot of CLEs, live webinars, a whole bunch of stuff. Guarantee it'll help you with your practice. And if you go right now to their website, you can um, get a discount of up to 10% off of your offer, uh, any order at trialguides.com on Trial Guides products. Um, and that discount code is TLP and the number 10. So give it a try. And I'm sure you'll find it is well worth your time and money. Uh, that is all this week from the trial lawyer podcast uh so we will see you next time thanks for listening